This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Al, so what's going on, man, now that we've done uh, so much stuff today? By so much stuff, you mean me doing updates, Jerry, just really powering through the uh, sports updates? I feel like the two of us, uh, we did yeoman's work. Yeah, you did uh, the warm-up show, you did four hours with uh, Boomer, and now we're doing the post-game podcast. I will let you know, Jerry, uh, in continuing my obsession with the Call Her Daddy podcast and the situation, the financials and all that stuff, I did listen to the first episode since she did her big deal. I had never listened to Call Her Daddy okay. before. Um, and I am probably halfway through the episode. Okay, now can I just say, yeah. is this the one where she's explaining how she moved on? Yes. And F this and F that? And yes. Okay. I feel like she's doing a character. Okay. Right? The same way Dice Clay was a character. Okay. Uh, I think she's doing a version of herself, and that's also sort of a character. Now, have you heard her prior? No, I had not heard her prior. I had only seen a couple promos that they had put out when the when the show first came out a couple years ago. Uh-huh. I saw a couple of those when she was with the other gal, Sophie, Sophia with an F. Mm-hmm. And so I did listen to this, and I thought it was interesting because it was not what I expected it would be. It was more of a... I felt more like it was a scripted show versus normally like with a podcast, you think like it's just a couple people hanging out mm-hmm. and being re- very relaxed versions of themselves. Right, right. This felt like a very ramped up version of a person. Well, was it you that told me or someone else that said that they've hired writers? Yeah, I've and- heard that they have writers that uh, she records uh, a couple hours and then puts out a just under a one-hour podcast, so she so edits edited. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I also started following Alexander, or Alex Cooper is her, her name, on uh, Instagram. Okay. And I've see, I see, she's talking about the new episode that came out today, and I see she has like a, like a legal pad that's fully all written out. Okay. So I don't know if she's reading from that either. That's Steve Summers-like. Yes. Then it was also interesting to see like that she... The same way that I felt like Jim Rome's show had a their own language, right? They had their own catchphrases and the their clones. own thing. Yeah, yeah. Like so, the clones verse, and then she has the the daddies or the daddy gang. Okay, the daddy gang are her listeners, right? But I couldn't tell what was uh, what she was saying for real and what she was saying as like my audience knows I'm not that I'm just joking. 
Like she used an example of, I thought she had some good positive messages also for women amongst all this other craziness. Okay. But this is the part that I can't figure out. Like if you, if you look through the, if you look to the message itself, good message. The stuff around it, I don't know if she's doing for comedic effect or is she Give me an example. For an example. So she's talking about how this summer, women, you should be able to make the first move no matter where it is that you go. Like if you would normally be in a bar waiting for a guy to come talk to you, you can talk to the guy. Mm -hmm. She specifically, she specifically a couple times used the Dunkin' Donuts, which makes me think... A sponsorship is coming, although I don't know that they would be tied in with this type I, of that talk. That would be an interesting one. That would be an interesting one. But she said, she said, let's say you go into a Dunkin' Donuts and you see a, a good-looking guy in there that you would normally want to come up to you and if you were at a bar. She said, you get yourself a pen, you write your name on a napkin, you go up to him, give it to him, and says, this is my, I think you're cute, this is my number, do with it what you want, and walk out. That I think is an interesting. Nothing message. wrong with that. But the way she gets the, <laughs> the way she gets there, which is what I think is her character, she goes. You, you go into the Dunkin' Donuts. You see this. Get a pen. If you don't have a pen, go into the back to the guy who's making donuts. Blow him in exchange for a pen. Oh Jesus! You know what I mean? Right. I don't think she really means. Right, right, right. That, but I think that's part of what her character that's and her, her and her whole over the top. Yeah. stuff is okay so that i thought was interesting i was like does her audience really think i need to go do sexual favors to the guy at dunkin donuts in order to get a pen to right. get this guy's number or is that just her way of saying do anything you can to to go get what you're interested in hmm. it was weird that's odd but then she also did a thing about you know this summer everybody everybody is a bikini body like you don't have to be a 10 or you could be overweight you could be whatever you're if you want to wear a bikini you wear a bikini if you want to wear something that you think looks hot you wear that like don't consider what other people are saying so i like i thought those were good i was just trying to think of like who her audience is you know how young of an audience what she has what didn't you like or did you you were you liked all of it um i it's clearly not for me and i shouldn't be listening to it okay i didn't i didn't like that it was to me an over the top character because i don't like that in my podcasts but to me it's something different in a podcast like everybody else is busy being themselves in a podcast maybe she is doing this kind of over the top scripted type it's of working situation. for her. It's clearly, 60 million dollars clearly working for her. yeah and the law lo- i would say that the longer i listen to it the more i was interested in it oh so maybe you'll listen then right where i was like where i was more than halfway down i was like you know what? I'll, I'll give us another episode. Okay. I'll give us another chance. All right. Just to see the what is the phenomena around it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're a podcast. I'm not a podcast guy. I'm I'm more so now. I I, right. I wasn't, and I still don't really know what I'm looking for when I look for a podcast. Other than I like Joe Rogan. I like this new Dave Portnoy podcast. I like Mark Marin when he has a good guest. I'm. I'm I don't like anything every episode. Right. You know, it is very specific as to what they're talking about. So, and right now I have nothing else to listen to on the ride home, so I will finish this uh, Call Her Daddy podcast. I hear you could listen to Moose and Maggie on the way home. Uh, it's I too do much sports. sports. Out, right? Sports out. Like, I even like the part of my take, guys, 
but um, th- they do sports, but right. they, they do a, a definitely a fun version of sports. So that's enough. It's just too much. No, I hear you. Too much. And, I, and then I listen to Carton and Roberts in the afternoon. It's like too much. It is a lot. Remember at the time you were burnt out by it? Yes. And you turned it off for a couple of days yes. and got yourself refreshed. Yes. Like you were really down on sports. I, you're right. I was really burnt out on it. And you're already burnt out on it. So now add it to the nth degree. Right. But listen, I got to listen today to Carton and Roberts. They're, they're bathing Evan in milk. I'm yeah, lis- I'm going to listen to that. I don't know if I can. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be home. They're well, on definitely, TV from four to six. Yeah, but they'll definitely do, do. And that's the other weird thing now with radio, right? So it used to be you would have to, like, you want to hear this or see this. Yeah. Now you know this is going to be a, a major fun part of the show. You'll see it on social. Later. You're right. You're right. And, like that, and that will be uploaded quickly. Yeah. There's no urgency. You're right about that. To be like, oh, I have to be in my car. I have to be by my You're right. speaker You're right. at that certain time. You are not wrong about that. Which is weird, too, because that's even like anything. Like, I, I might hear Bruce Springsteen's going to be on Jimmy Fallon tonight. Just DVR it. I don't even DVR it because that, even that, to me, is like too much trouble. Now I know it'll just be on the Jimmy Fallon oh, YouTube channel. On YouTube the next day. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, you're right it's about it. I mean, wild. Listen, I, I have found a million press conferences on YouTube NBA channels. now, And I don't necessarily mean from the NBA. I mean, people that have created channels. Yeah. You know, specifically for NBA press conferences. And it's been an easy way to find it. The problem is sifting through all of it. Yeah. There's almost too much content. But oh, my right. gosh. It's There's plenty. Way too much content. Plenty. So true. That's why I feel like there's there's probably things that you and I both would really love. Yeah, got to find them. That we don't even know exist. Yeah, I would agree Podcast, YouTube channels, all that stuff. And I wish there were, I wish I could, I wish someone who knew my likes and dislikes, Jerry, could point me right in the direction of, you would like this. Like a I have, patterned podcast just for uh, you. Yeah, I have Izzo kind of feeding me things, but he likes some weird stuff that I'm not necessarily into. Foot fetish stuff? Not foot fetish, but like... Vajankles. <laughs> he likes like people doing weird things on YouTube, or I don't know that I'm interested in that. Yeah. I don't know. No, I hear you. There's, I'll tell you what's fascinating to me. Yeah. With the whole, just because you mentioned YouTube. My son, and I, partly, part of the problem in our house now, not problem, but... It's a little bit of an issue in terms of trying to watch a game on the weekend. I end up either in the basement or in a bedroom now watching a game because my one son will either be playing MLB The Show uh, in the living room. And in the back room, my other son will watch, and I thought he was watching the same videos over and over again. It's these gamers that play Fortnite two times a day and then release them. And they're so good at it, they're showing... You had to kind of um, like strategy. accelerate. Yeah, I had to improve at the game. And so I just realized this week, I'm like, how do you watch this every day? And he's like, well, they have two new episodes every day. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? So that's where it's YouTube. My, like my younger son, Al, if I told him to put CBS on, he would say, what website is that? All he knows is YouTube. It's yeah. fascinating. He watched it between Mr. Beast, these gamers, Mr. John and Craner, I don't know who they are, and then the Bat Brothers, those then that they just test baseball bats. <laughs> That's the three shows he watched, and we watch The Flash. Those four shows are what he watches, nothing else. Like, he doesn't even know TV. The last time I was to your house, I don't remember when that was, but um, your son was into uh, watching people uh, 
get hit with things on video, like uh, blooper type things. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. A, someone going to dive in the pool and they slip yes, and they fall sure. in the pool. Or yeah, we still watch that once in falls a while. In the pool, he loves those. But the other four are mainstays now. Like every, like my wife will sit there and watch these video game shows with him. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't know, TV show, you know? So okay, I'll watch the game upstairs. It's weird. Yeah, it's so different. But part of that's our our fault too for putting the PS5 upstairs. But we kind of like it because if we put it in the basement, we'd never see them. Exactly. But that also means there's nowhere to watch TV. Right. So that's why I don't watch much. It's at baseball because my older son watches baseball every night. Now, is MLB The Show interesting enough and realistic looking enough that you could watch your son play yes, and, and be I interested? Have. Oh, yeah. And I have. Yeah, I could sit there and watch him play. Yeah. It is. It's neat because he's he's created a team. He's the Scarlet Knights, I don't know, for whatever reason. And he put, took the Rutgers uniforms. But then he's got like... <laughs> Ty Cobb on his team, Willie Mays on his team, Ken Griffey Jr. It's really cool. I mean, it is, it's something. Yeah. So yeah, I do watch. Because that's like, maybe you, maybe uh, you, maybe you'll start watching gamers on YouTube. No, I'm not going to do or that. Twitch. Nor am I going to play. All right. I'm good. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm up show. Okay. You've done enough today. I agree. I'm. I feel you've done enough. Tomorrow is Thursday. Thank God. All right, we'll see you then on Thursday. I'm off Friday, by the way. You're off Friday? Yeah. I have a big uh, uh, niece, uh, niece's uh, graduation. Good for you. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, Jerry. Oh, I got to oh, see if there's Mark yeah. aware of this. I got to see if Sal can do the warm-up show with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't. I, I believe Mark is aware of it. I put in my official my official uh, vacation forms. Okay. I, I gotta... hope those get fed to the proper people. All right. I got to reach out to Sal then. All right, good All deal. Right. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. It's 5.03. We start the journey. It's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. The Eddie Scazzeri in the control room. And across from me, his name is Al Charlie Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, so Gina has taken uh, my whimsy dog for the past two nights. Yes, how has that gone? It's gone tremendous. I've uh, actually gotten some sleep. So you, nice four hours sleep after you watch the baseball well, games, laid down at 10 uh, o'clock, right till 2.30. Something like that, Jerry, something like that. You were out by 7.30. Actually, I tried. I went to bed, but here's what's weird what happened. Uh, so I, I don't have the dog for the last two nights, and it's been great. I've been getting some sleep. I went to bed at 7.30. I woke up at uh, 8.30. And the sun was still out. Oh, sure. I can't tell you. I was so thrown off. I thought I had slept through. <laughs> I thought it was 8.30 in the morning. And it was one hour. I, my heart was beating out of my I chest. I believe it. I was like, I slept through. It's 8.30 in the morning. And I, because I sh- I'm stupid. I shut my phone off. There's no way to contact me. Yeah. Other than so your ringer, like you can't even get a phone call? No. Like I have begun to shut off all notifications yeah. on my phone, but not the ringer. That's the one thing. If you need me, you can call me. But the texting, the emails, tweet, anything, 
off once I go to bed. I turn them. I have come to the conclusion I'm turning everything off except for the alarm clock and the phone. Yeah. Wow. I turn off the ringer too, Jerry. People think you're dead, dude, if we can't get you. Like, yeah, you would have been calling me. You would think I'm dead. Meanwhile, I'm just sleeping. If you weren't here right now and we were texting and calling you with no response. No response, I would think, right, we'd probably call the cops to go check your apartment. A wellness check. Oh yeah, That's we would call, call the cops. Wellness check. Bradley and the, Beach the beauty is, we wouldn't even have to tell the police where you are. Right. We would just say Al Dukes. They know where your condo yes. is. Yes, but we, yeah, I would think we would call the police by now. You think they'd break down my door? Yeah, I think so. Well, if the, you didn't answer, the condo board would have a problem with that, Jerry. Not if I'd you didn't answer be, the knock. I'd have to be paying for a new door. Yeah, no condo Doosh. board. You're paying for it. Doosh. But I'm glad it was an hour. Yeah. And then you must have been really not only relieved but excited. You still had like six hours to sleep. Oh yeah, it was tremendous. That is pretty cool. Last night was weird because we started a baseball game in a pouring rainstorm, knowing it was going to clear up, and it did, and it went from horrendous to beautiful. Yeah, it was gorgeous by the time we finished. Yeah. Now, I checked out uh, the Mets, Jerry. They only got two hits. Not really, (laughs) to be honest. That's not going to win a lot of games. Are you saying they really only got one hit? Well, uh, yeah, you get one in the ninth by McCann, I think it was. But Charlie, uh, Charlie Morton Charlie Morton has them dancing. You want to beat the Mets just like Kyle Hendricks did? Just throw 80-mile-an-hour curveballs because yeah. they can't. They don't know how to hit that. They don't like a slow curveball, these Mets. And so they really struggled with Morton last night. Charlie and the Morton. only base hit they had against Morton was your guy, Jared Eikhoff, who pinch hits Why? for the pitcher because they're short. They had nobody. They were yep. supposed to have Conforto, but there was a COVID issue with Syracuse, so they didn't activate him. I guess he's not COVID's with the team. COVID's over, Jerry. I don't know if you heard. Well, Syracuse didn't play because of a COVID uh, issue. And so when you're looking at the bench, you had VR is hurt but active. Conforto uh, is not ready yet. They had Alonzo on the bench because you had Dominic Smith playing first base, but they were waiting for Alonzo to come up with two guys on at that point, and it's only the fifth inning, so at least he can tie the game with a home run. So they had no one. It was the fifth inning. So they put Eikhoff up. He hits a slow roller that had, I don't know if it was, was it Riley, the third baseman, whoever it was, comes to barehand it. If he fields it and throws, Eikhoff is out by 10 feet. He fumbles it with his hands. They give him an infield hit. I think it's an error personally, but they give him an infield hit. That was it until McCann got, now Morton walked some guys, but they, they couldn't hit the ball. Yeah, they look terrible. Awful. Absolutely awful. How about the how about the outfield? You had last night a starting out. Now think back to what the Mets were when the season began. All right, Jerry, you had a think back of that. You had a starting outfield last night of McKinney, Almora, and Pilar. Never heard of them. You know Pilar's the guy that got hit in the oh, face. Oh right. Come on. You've heard of them. I never heard of those other guys. Jer- the you never other heard day, of McKinney? The other day when you were playing highlights of McKinney, uh, Eddie and I looked at each other and we were like, who's this dude? What guy? about Al Mora? He's the one that ran face first into the wall. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware they exist, but like they're not real Mets players, Jerry. All right. I mean, right. I understand what dude, you're saying. The but... one dude smacked his face right into the wall. What's going on with the Mets? Nothing. And then I see Marcus Stroman. Oh, this, I mean, He God. left in the top of the second inning with left hip soreness. I think he's still on the mound trying to figure out if he's going to come out. Did you see any of that? Yes. I mean, it literally took him, I want to say, so you could see a couple of pitches before he came out, or at least they came out to check on him. You could see something wasn't right. And even Gary Cohen's like, well, he goes through all these movements, and so you never know if there's something wrong with him because he's just, he's very animated. And so he's out there last night, and he throws the one pitch, and you can see he's really trying to get loose, and he's twisting. And the next pitch, 
Even they're like, God, what's going on here? And now here comes Rojas. Here comes Hefner. They must, it must have been, no joke, a five-minute delay to decide if he could stay in or not. He talked to them. He threw a pitch. He talked to them. He threw another couple of pitches. He talked to them and finally started walking off the field. I would legit, I would say four or five minutes before they made a decision. This is why I hate baseball. I I hate it. I understand. These these are so stupid. I get it. Now watch, you'll be out for a month. Who knows? uh, Come on. So he left in the second inning. Left hip soreness. Yeah. Then uh, Diaz comes in, but not Yenzi Edwin. Diaz. Yenzi Diaz. Yes. And I did like this, Jerry. This I did enjoy. So he loads the bases up, or the bases are loaded. I don't know if he loaded them up or if they were loaded up. I think there was a guy on when he came in, and then he issued, I think, a single and a walk, or a sing- maybe it was maybe there was no one on. Maybe it was a single and two walks. I forget. Hey, it was only three pitches for Stroman. The bases were loaded. And uh, Francisco Lindor came over and gave him a pep talk, Jerry. Yes. Hefner sitting there, like, looking at them, like, all right. Gave him a pep talk, and then he struck out the side, yeah? Yes, he did. Now, in the middle of that was Morton, but you also struck out Enciarte and... Dale Murphy. was not Dale Murphy. Maybe Acuna? I forget. But the second out was Morton, and yeah, he strikes out the side. And not only that, did you see Lindor's reaction? Yes, he was so excited. The pep talk worked. fired up. Now, it worked. And then he gave up a three-run homer the next inning. Next inning, though, Jerry, because uh, but the the that initial pep talk in the second inning yeah. worked. Really fired up the Mets to go out and score some runs for him well, in the bottom half of the inning. They didn't score any runs. No, no, only two hits. They I, they've only got if you go back to even the last game, they lost one nothing. Right, the seven inning one nothing game. They lost three nothing last night. That is sixteen innings of just nothing. Like they don't even guys on base. Well, they guys on base because they were walking batters. They have no hits. Like this, remember I said earlier, like the Yankees have been boring. Yeah, the Yankees were not boring that. last night. They lost, but they didn't play boring. The Mets were boring last night. They were as you would as you would say the Wally Zerbiak of baseball last night. I'm not sure I would say that, Jerry. Well, you call Sounds him boring. Like something you said. But aren't you the one that calls him boring? Well, it's really Eddie playing drops of me saying he's boring. Oh, I thought that was because I mean, of Wally. He's not exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what well, you're whatever. asking. Well, you know who's not exciting? The Mets. Because right got now a, they're boring. They've got a dude pitching tonight. Never heard of you. Tyler McGill. It's his first Who major league start. That's why you've never heard of him. Who the hell are you? Right. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. Is he any good, Jerry? Did we hear buzz about him? Uh, buzz, Syracuse, no buzz. Tyler McGill. Tidewater Tides. Do they uh, I don't think they have the tides anymore. No, I don't think they have the tides. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't, I don't know enough about him. He better pitch a gym. I think, the Mets, I think the Mets would jump through hoops if he gave them five innings and two runs. Absolutely. I, I would sign up for that today. 100%. Might be 100 pitches, but whatever. Five innings, two runs, and then they can lose 2 nothing. And uh, they'll be up against a Kyle Wright from the Braves. I don't know who that is. This, so this is not exactly... Uh, it's not a marquee matchup, Oral Hershiser against John Tudor. No. Good call, though, John Tudor. That was a name I haven't heard in a long time. No, but, Kyle Wright versus Tyler McGill. By the way, just a little uh, a little preview. Yeah. 80s Al and Fukakta Eddie at some point today. Oh. 80s oh. Al and Fukakta Eddie. That's all I'm going to say. Is a game show you maybe, come up with? Maybe. Maybe. Could be. If it's 80s music, I've got it. It's not or 80s, 80s baseball. Oh, oh maybe. Sure, you give me a baseball team from the 80s, I will give you their, I will go round the horn and name the players. Well, we'll see. I'm going to hold off. Eight o'clock, maybe. All right.
Well, I'm I'm you're okay with that. that. I'm definitely okay with that. I see Joey Lucchese's, uh heading for Tommy John surgery, as you thought he might yesterday when we discussed this exclusively on the warm-up show. Exclusively, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the injury he's got, see ya. I will see, might see him next September. Next September, Joey Lucchese? Because right? it's June. Yeah, Today I would is say June, yeah. You're probably looking at next September for him. Today's June 23rd. Yeah. Man, the June's like already It's sad, isn't it? Over. Like half the year's over. But it's only officially summer yesterday, I think. June yeah. 22nd. To me, summer starts Memorial Day weekend. Me too. Same, so Jerry. I feel like, and not only that, doesn't summer end like September 21st? Yes. 21st, to me, summer 22nd. ends Labor Day. Yeah. Once football starts, like yep. summer's over. Right, once kids go back to school, once there's school sales, once there's get your new fall clothing. I think there's school sales now. Once pumpkin spice lattes roll in, <laughs> this sort of thing. Then you know summer's over. Pumpkin spice lattes, that's September. Yeah. I'm getting ready that, for October. That's what I'm saying, though. They started earlier and earlier every year because people love pumpkin spice lattes. I'll bet you, I could be wrong about this, but kids, and my kids have been out for a week already, but I believe public schools, at least by me, I think today is the last day of school. I'll bet you if you went to Target on July 1st, you will have back-to-school stuff out already. Like notebooks and pens? I I would almost bet you that by July 1st, and if not July 1st, July 8th. Did you have a trapper keeper? Ever? I did. You did? I did, yes. Did you have anything on it, or you or you had a plain trapper keeper? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I remember one in particular. Yeah. I taped a uh, a photograph and a headline. I don't remember what the headline was, but I do remember a Gary Hogaboom picture. <laughs> Backup one year quarterback. Up, yes, no. might have. I don't remember what year it was. Eighty five, eighty six. I don't know. Maybe eighty seven. Whatever. But that I taped over. And one year I also had was it high school? I had Herschel Walker taped onto a uh, onto a folder when he went over the top to beat the Giants on Monday Night Football. Nice. So then it had to have been what. Nine, I don't even remember the years. It's crazy, though. Yeah, the Trapper 89. Keepers, I think you could have even slid the picture in the clear coating I, in the front. See, I remember doing the masking awesome. tape. Okay, so you went old school. I did, yes. And but, did you did you cover your books with uh, shopping bags? Yeah, with the brown shopping brown bag. Shop, and then you could write different things Correct. on like Cowboys number one. Yes, all sorts of things like that. Mets number one. Yeah, pretty much. Gary Hogaboom, number 14. <laughs> Which is funny because I I was a Danny White guy. But he Hoga- did play. Hogaboom must have come in and impressed you one game, Jerry. And you're like, you know what? This guy's getting the, t- the front of my trapper keeper. I don't he deserves remember. it. Him and Steve Walsh, who won that one game for them. People always talk about, hey, well, Troy, Troy Aikman only won one game his rookie year. Actually, he didn't. Steve Walsh started that game. Is that right? So Troy against, Aikman won zero. That was against the Redskins. And I think it was a primetime game, if I remember correctly. I might tweet uh, Troy Aikman today and go, you didn't even win that game. <laughs> he didn't, right? It was what? That was 89, right? Probably. Yeah, that was 89 when they won the one game. And that was his rookie year. Hmm. And it was Steve Walsh. I'll get the details of that. You know what? I, I have a trapper keeper right now, and I have a picture of my condo on it, Jerry. It's the condo I bought last year. It's already worth more than I paid for it. Stop paying rent and build equity with Carney Bank. You deserve to make money on your investment. Carney was my bank of choice and made my entire mortgage process very easy. You want to go with someone you can trust and actually get on the phone when you have questions. I trust them and you can too. Visit CarneyBank.com mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, how about the real quick, with these? how about these numbers before we go to break? All right. The Cowboys were 0-8. It's week 9 in November. They beat the Redskins on Sunday Night Football. And Steve Walsh, 
He was the starting quarterback in a win. He was 10 for 30 for 142 yards. Doug Williams, they lost the game. He threw for 300 yards, and they actually wound up losing that game, but he was picked off two times. I mean, what a brutal. I remember the game was a terrible game. 10 of 30. Cowboys won 13 to 3. How about this name? I'll give you two names from the past. Roger Ruzek was the Cowboys kicker. And remember this name for the Redskins? Chip Lowmiller. I do not remember him. He was the kicker for the Redskins there. That was the Kickers. Cowboys' only win that season, and it was Steve Walsh, nice. not Troy Aikman. That's All right, we'll take I'm a quick break. About. That's what we're talking about. Quick break. Warm-up show just getting started. Join at the top the Boomer and Geo program on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Jerry, keto-friendly and GMO-free. Uh, I like to be GMO-free for sure. 523, it is a Wednesday. I did wake up today for whatever reason thinking it was Thursday because I think my baseball team is playing the same team the next two nights. It's like I have the same team on my calendar for Thursday. You always seem to be a day behind, Jerry. You always think I it's know. Sunday at the next day. You know what really sucks is when you wake up Sunday hoping it's Saturday. Yeah. It never is. The best is Friday night, going to bed at Friday night. See, I like, it's funny you say that. I was thinking the other day, is there anything better during the week than Thursday evening, knowing that the weekend for us begins at 10.30 the next day? Here come the weekend. And then when you're walking, you know, Eddie always says when you're going on vacation, it's not going to be any better than now. Right. Which I kind of disagree with a little bit. I think going to the airport's like the best. That's Going the best. to the airport? Yeah, because that means the trip is on. Like, once you're packed the car and now you're heading to the airport to park to get to the plane, that means, all right, now we're on. So I get his point. But leaving here on Friday, I don't know. That's like one of the coolest. All right, that's cool. On a summer Friday, Jerry. I like a good Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and a Saturday morning. And then it's all downhill. True. You've nailed it. It really is. Jerry, I watched a little bit of the Yankee game last night. No, you didn't. What are you smoking weed like you can in Connecticut soon? <laughs> I watched a little bit of the Yankee game. <laughs> I watched the majority of the Yankee game last night. What were your night, thoughts Jerry? of Whit Merrifield? Whit Merrifield, not great. <laughs> the Yankees lost six to five. They did. Now the Royals got four runs in the eighth off of Jonathan Lewisica, who came in after Garrett Cole through seven innings. You know his last pitch was I think one oh one. Whose last pitch? Garrett Cole's? Whit Merrifield. No, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and your main man, milk drinking Luke Voigt. Almost had two home runs so I actually on think, his return. And I know you saw the highlight. Yeah. I thought the fan negated so that I. from being a home run. Like, yes. You know, they wanted to check for fan interference, which I get totally. But the ball sailed over the guy's glove. And I thought the fans actually knocked it back into the field to play. Yeah, so Voigt hit a home run on, the I think, the first pitch he saw since returning from injury. Then uh, later on in the game, he hit what looked like a second home run, but it ended up being a triple. Yes, and then Tyler Wade pinch ran and scored on a wild pitch. But, yeah. Uh, I, you know, he looked great, you know. And you give him credit, too, because he wasn't, at least I didn't think he was posing for that shot. Like, he was running out, out of the box. Yeah. And he got to third with ease. I'd love to do a weightlifting competition against Luke Voigt bench press contest. You wouldn't do well. 
see who does better. He could probably bench press you and oh, toss you in the air and catch you and he's, keep pressing. Easily. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, he's a muscular dude. Big guy. Like Gio says, it looks like the type of guy who's drinking milk constantly. Yeah, no, for sure. But it wasn't enough. It was not enough, Jerry. They lost 6-5. Now, one of the now the new favorite thing about baseball is all the pitchers are getting checked for sticky stuff, which is awesome. The pitchers are most part being all right, but there are a bunch of big there are a couple of big baby pitchers in baseball that can't be bothered to be checked. You know, they checked uh, Garrett Cole yesterday. He seemed all right with it, right, Jerry? Yeah, Degrom the other day, no DeGrom, problem. Degrom, no problem. But big baby Max Scherzer. Well, he was checked three times. He was checked three times uh, uh, against the uh, Nationals, against the uh, Phillies. Joe Girardi trying to get, some people say Joe Girardi trying to get in the head of Max Scherzer by check, having him checked multiple times. Joe Girardi said he's only checking guys not for gamesmanship, but to see if they are using sticky stuff. Then I there was almost I was hoping for. Well, part of that too is yeah. He also almost hit Jason Bohm in the face two pitches right. prior. Now and then there's another thing that these baby pitchers are saying. I almost hit him in the face because I can't grip the ball. Right. Well, five guys got hit in the face prior when you could grip the ball. Exactly. So that's a bunch of nonsense. So uh, yeah, Joe Girardi. Uh, and Max Scherzer were jawing at each other as uh, Scherzer was leaving the field uh, after one inning. And uh, Joe Girardi was giving him the, come at me, bro. Like, let's go. Yep. Joe Girardi won a fist fight. He won a brouhaha with uh, Max Scherzer. I take Scherzer in that one, actually. I, I think Girardi's a beast. Scherzer looked like a wild man. I would definitely take Joe Girardi. You, I, I agree with you in a on a, in a normal, like if they were just going to get in the ring for a boxing match. Yeah. I think Girardi had Scherzer so irate, I think Scherzer would have killed him on the field. Like he, he looked like a lunatic. Yeah. So most well, cases I agree. In this case, I would take Scherzer. Uh, Joe Girardi got thrown out for. Which I don't think was on, was caught on camera. Like I, I think that, tossed? I think he got, I'm not 100% sure. I think he got thrown out in between innings. Like in between the bottom of the fourth and the top of the fifth, I'm not sure. Like when they went to commercial, I think yeah, because so. that, is, that was happening at the end of the inning as Scherzer was heading back to the dugout, right. he was like throwing up his uh, hands and like, "Check me again, bro." And then Joe Gir- Girardi was like, "Come at me, bro." You- and then it was like, "Hey, bro." And then this one's like, "I'll throw down with you, bro." And then the other are guy you was John like, Boy? I mean, did you like? Did you really like get all this? <laughs> and then he was like. Throw a punch at me, bro. That's a lot of bro. And the other guy was like, you throw a punch first, bro. And then nothing really happened. No, nothing happened. But Joe Girardi went to his office. And then in the Oakland A's game, reliever Sergio Romo. Who I didn't even know was still pitching. Never heard of you, bro. Oh, God. Al, stop. Sergio Romo? When he was with the Giants, they were winning oh, World yeah, Series. Were, he was terrific back then. But you're right. Who knew he was still in the league, Jerry? <laughs> uh, he was asked. Uh, they were looking to check him. He pulled his pants down. Yeah, not far enough. So stupid. I would have went to the ankles. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. Right. Hey, listen. Instead, if, it was like, eh. If you're going to be a man and you want to do that, show your schween. He's not 40. Pull your pants down and your underpants and your cup. All right, let's relax Show now. your wiener. Le- okay. Maybe you're hiding it behind your wiener, sticky stuff. Well, that was the whole thing with Girardi. Girardi's like, he's going to his hair too much. Like, if you heard the reasoning for it, and then Scherzer would even, when the umps came out, he basically put his head down and was putting his hand through his head. He's like, yeah, it's sweat. That's exactly what it is. There's no pine tar up here. 
But he said he was using the sweat because he had Correct. nothing else to use. Right. The sweat, I guess, with the rosin creates. This is one oh, thing I, I don't understand. A little rosin, a little sweat. I, I think. Own sticky stuff. I would think. They, even watching the Met game, and we've talked about this before, anytime a ball hits the dirt, they take the ball out of play. Right. Why? I don't know. Let the ball get a little messed up with the dirt. Doesn't that help? I would think so. I did hear a clip from John Smoltz, who I'm going to save, and I'll tell you know Boomer this later because I'm sure he'll he'll come on side. Well, if you're going to do this to the pitchers, let's check all the bats. I'm sure he'll do that, and that's fine. You can have that take. I heard Smoltz say, though, that these guys just deal with it. Like, in a week or so, once they adjust, it won't be a big deal. And I'm with them. Like, just throw the damn ball. You'll be fine. And it's not like guys weren't getting hit before this. Guys were getting hit at ridiculous rates. So, whatever. Yeah, I want to. This is now my new favorite thing to look for in the morning is uh, pitchers overreacting to being checked for sticky stuff. Yeah, well, you had two, two, two of them, like two incidents last night. Yeah, two incidents last night. And not for nothing, it might there might have been more. It always takes a little while for the new cycle, even in this case. I was surprised the Romo one was sir, because that was just last night. Right. And that was in Texas, I believe. So the fact that that happened and we knew about it so quickly, I was actually surprised. Right. It's like maybe later on today we'll get some of the West Coast games from last night where dudes were checked. Possible. I don't know. Possible. This is no different than in wrestling when they check you for foreign objects in your shorts. Listen, you got to, you got to, you can't cheat. And if you've got a foreign object in your shorts that you're going to punch me with. Time out, time out, time out. Not fair. In wrestling, they're basically wearing thong underwear for the most part. I don't know where they're keeping these. What are we hiding and where? I don't know where they... Like, give me a foreign object in wrestling that they'd be using. Oh, you could put, like, a, a, a roll of quarters in your hand and punch a guy in the head. A roll of quarters? Yeah. So, I'm not being... Yeah. Do you put that in your butt cheeks? I think they put it in their shorts somewhere. I don't know where. They might have But a if they get hit the wrong way in that area... Right, and there's a roll of quarters. Yeah, okay. I don't know, Jerry. I'm just telling you... I never knew what foreign objects are. I don't know what they're using because the wrestlers are really good at hiding it, unlike these pitchers who who are really bad at hiding their sticky stuff. Are they, and I, you know I'm not into the whole wrestling thing. Yeah, I don't know why. Are they, because it's not real, are they real friend, friendly off the mat? They are. And in fact, so that's... So then why are we hiding quarters? That's how my father was so thrilled to ruin wrestling for me when he... I loved wrestling. He used to tell me it was fake. I was like, I don't think so. And then he came home one day. He worked at Newark Airport for Delta. And he goes, "Uh, by the way, all the wrestlers were up hanging out together, playing cards. No one was punching anyone. (laughs) And then he he went. It was nice of him. He went and got me autographs uh, on on a piece of paper. They were all hanging out together. Arch enemies, Jerry. Do you have that paper? I do. You still I do. Still have it. What's the most famous guy on that piece of paper? Uh, probably the, the Wild Samoan. Probably the Rock's father, Rocky Johnson. Okay, who was a wrestler. Uh, Tito Santana. I remember him. Ivan Putski, the Polish yep. hammer, Jerry. All right, where he would throw you off the ropes and Polish. But hammer you don't you. have Andre the Giant, who no. is, we know his numbers, of course. Andre the Giant, Jerry, can't fly on regular flights. The guy is seven foot four, five hundred twenty-five pounds from Grenoble, France. <laughs> Remember in the documentary, they had him in that small little car. <laughs> yeah. They love to get Andre the Giant, like, drinking out of, like, regular Coke cans or something, you know, just to show his hand. It put looks him ridiculous. They put him in a tiny car. Here's Andre driving a Yugo. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it looks like the Yugo is a, his coat. Right. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> he can parallel park his Yugo by picking it up and just placing <laughs> it in the spot. That's You know what? Not for nothing. With those numbers, 525 pounds yeah. and his size, he might have been able to pick up that car. Seven foot four, Jerry. That is certainly very pounds. possible. It wouldn't shock me. And he's from Grenoble, France. I have heard. When is that shirt coming out? That shirt has to come out for the holidays. All right. No, I'll have that shirt out after this shirt, after the buzz dies down from our buzz, no buzz, uh, Alan Jerry. I have to be shirt. honest with you. Yeah. Now, maybe I haven't heard from Jess yet. Okay. I'm not getting a lot of buzz on the buzz, no buzz shirt. Really? Have you? I got an initial buzz. Like, uh, the mug, I felt like there was buzz. Yeah. The buzz, no buzz shirt right now is falling a little bit shy of really? buzz for me. Okay. Well, I've not I had get... one person email me or tweet me that they bought it. It's a great point. The well, you know what? They, they was... probably didn't get it yet. Here's how okay. we'll know. Here's how we'll know if there's buzz. In nine weeks when they get it? <laughs> well, the, remember when people got the mugs in, they kept sending us photos of them enjoying yes. coffee in their mug. That's true. I want to see people in their... Alan Jerry Buzz No Buzz warm up show t shirts. I, I like that. That's Once fair. they come in. Because okay. they're sending us shirts and we didn't get them yet. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And All we right. invented the shirts. So Jerry. we got to give it a couple of weeks for people to start receiving them. Yeah. And, and then, then posing maybe... for them in the summer. I would accept that. Yeah. But right now, the buzz is low. It's a low buzz right now. A little now. low. Unfortunately. Low. A little low. I will right, we'll take a break. Less than I wanted it to be. Twenty-five in front of six. We are that close to the booms joining us here on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, fresh and organic, and no antibiotics ever. Never, 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 Zach Martin. Good to see him yesterday as he actually returned to the studio. Super Z! Yeah, people are slowly making their way back. We got some salespeople dropping in every other day. Zach Martin back, we're back. No Moose and Maggie yet, but I think that is happening soon. I think they return Monday, shortly, right? Jerry. Uh, the, I think Monday. The 28th, is that Monday? I believe so. I could be wrong, but I think Monday. So we'll see. All That's right. what's happening here, which is kind of good. Al. Yeah, Jerry, uh, the Islanders play again tonight. They're down three games to two. They will have Matthew Barzell, who did not get suspended for his cross check. And even the fine was not, I mean, five, five grand. grand is five grand, but it wasn't, you know, a $50,000 hit. You think they take that right out of your paycheck or the. You I wrote to- Luke Voigt last year. Evan rode Luke Voigt Okay, last I mean, year. that seemed Different. ill-timed, but okay. <laughs> Listen, when Evan wants to tell you something, he doesn't care what's going Evan, on. Evan, if you've got thoughts, chime in anytime Just you want. chime in. So, yeah, they will have Matthew Barzell tonight, Jerry. I guess that's a big deal. I guess that's – we need something here for the Lightning. We need this to get to uh, – we need to tie this up. You want game seven. I want game seven. What's today? Tuesday? No, Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. This game is uh, at the – the old barn, Jerry, no, as they old say. The old yes. barn, Nassau Coliseum. Right. I saw Bruce Springsteen there in 1988. That was the last time. That was the one and only time I was in the Nassau Coliseum. I was there one time, and I'll bet you Eddie was there too. I could be wrong, but I'll bet you Eddie was there as well. Mike and Chris took us, got a suite around Christmas time for the staff, and we went to an Islander game. Nice. Were you at that, Eddie? 
Okay. Eddie, was, Eddie not. was not invited. Or just didn't go. I don't know why he wouldn't have he gone. He couldn't have made it. He couldn't make it, Jerry. I wonder why you wouldn't have been there. Do you remember that? I do not. Yeah. Mike so, and Chris did that for us. So that'll be a big game six tonight, Jerry. I'll be all be. pumped up and in you front of my see television. Of that. Yeah, I will be just doesn't locked. start till after 8 o'clock. Yeah, I will be, oh, 8 o'clock, I'll be asleep. Right, exactly. Yeah. I know, right. Um, <laughs> there was no buzz for this. Uh, the Detroit Pistons win the top pick in the NBA lottery. I'm so glad you said that. Because buzz, no buzz. That's I, a no buzzer. Yesterday, as I was leaving here, uh, right before I left, I read a story about the NBA draft lottery is tonight by, you know, during game two of the, uh, the conference final game between the Suns and the Clippers. And I'm walking out of here, I'm thinking, think about where we were the Zion Williamson year, or just when the Knicks were involved in terms of what are the chances? Could they finally get the one pick? Will they get the two pick? And like we would discuss the NBA draft lottery leading into the NBA draft lottery. I don't even think we uttered those words this year. And, you know, you've got this kid out of Oklahoma State, this Cade Cunningham, that's going to be the top pick. So it's a pretty big deal. And yet nothing. And then you find out who's the Pistons got it. Pistons, Jerry. Okay. I yeah, I'm this... with you. No buzz. No buzz. No, none. Zilch. Weird, right? Yeah. I guess it's because the Knicks uh, Are out of it. had no shot. Because the Knicks were good. They were good. So they had no shot at uh, getting the lottery pick. NBA draft lottery is for the scrub teams. So you're saying the best player that's going to go to the Pistons is a dude out of Oklahoma? Is this did you kid say? Oklahoma State, this Oklahoma Cade State. Cunningham? I even read that he's not even going to work out for another team. Like is he's going right? to work out for the Pistons because it's a is, foregone conclusion he'll be the number one pick. Is he old school Piston, Jerry? Will he be knocking fools down? No, I don't think so. Oh. I, I don't think that happens anymore, really, except oh, in the, uh, the conference semifinals. Then they'll get more physical. Yeah. Did you at least see the the game winning alley oop last night? I, I heard about a game winning alley oop. So you did not see it. I read about it. Just as a sport. Well, you're not a sports fan either. I, well, Eddie, did you see it? Yes. It is one of the coolest game winning plays you'll see because the only real way that they can win is I think there was just I don't even remember. It was right over a second left. There's only two ways they can win: a very quick catch and shoot, which is hard to do, or an alley oop. And from the angle that Jay Crowder throws the ball in from, he nearly clips the backboard, doesn't. Aiton gets free off a screen, and, I mean, it is ridiculous. He's high above the rim, catches, just throws it down. I would love to be able to slam Duncan alley-oop. But then it was ruined by, like, a six-minute delay when they reviewed it. Yeah, well, they've got to get it right. Because I actually I didn't watch it live live, but I taped the Sports Center, but I started it early because I knew it was following the game. And because like the last two minutes took a half an hour. Well, it's NBA. That's why it's that's why I'm with Al on that. It sucks yeah, sometimes. I, I got to watch the whole end of that game. There you go. How tall you gotta be to out to slam an alley oop, Jerry? Uh, on an NBA net. Well, Spud Webb was I don't know if he could do an alley oop, but he he could dunk at five eight. So he probably could alley oop. Probably gotta be a minimum six feet and have a really high vertical. Yeah, I would say that's probably normal. When I see like the what are you five eleven five eleven can you get to the bottom of the net twenty five pounds? Uh, I could get to the bottom of the you net. can okay so yeah. you can can you get your fingers to the rim? No, no. Have you tried? Not in the past twenty five years. <laughs> it's been a little while. When was the last time you shot a basketball? Mm, not long ago because uh, my sister's got a basketball hoop in her uh, driveway and I shoot around with the with my nephew got sometimes. It. Touching the bottom of the net, not that impressive, right? Yeah. I'm just I'm taking baby steps here. Bottom of the net first, I, bottom of the rim, honestly, and then if you get your wrist you, over the rim, you can dunk. You can tell me if I'm crazy. I believe I could reach the bottom of the net. 
with my tips of my fingers. Yeah, I think you could as well. Do you think Eddie six, and I could alley oop to each other and slam dunk basketball on a, on a yeah. six foot yeah. basket? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. That's about it. Domination. That is about it. I love seeing kids playing around in a in like a park where you're they're able to lower the net. One of those uh, backboards that you can adjust. Yeah, sure. But it's so great watching like little kids slam dunking basketball. I have one of those in my backyard where you can bring the net down. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a great hoop. People that used to live in the house that we bought left it for us because I brought my own over, which was not easily change like this this one it's just a couple of clicks yeah and you a couple clicks you lower 10 to 8 rim. feet oh my god oh it's awesome. it's so easy to do and it is fun you but then like... you also realize when you have trouble dunking on eight feet like yeah. how embarrassing it is well because you're these nba players are gigantic yeah, but it's an eight foot basket they're super tall okay that's 10 feet they're six three we're six five this is eight feet, and you're—I mean, come on. Oh, you're saying it's not that right? You should be able to slam dunk on it. And we're so unathletic; it's really embarrassing. What do you think of this story, Jerry? The Harlem Globetrotters—is this—is this a real? This story? is a real story. The I saw Harlem the press release. Globetrotters okay. want to be an NBA franchise. They have sent a letter to Adam Silver, saying we were a big part of. Basketball history, basketball no becoming question. popular. Yeah, I agree with that. We want a team. They'd be a playoff team with the way today's NBA is. No defense and all threes. They'd yeah. be right there. Why? I always wonder that. Why can't? Like, why wouldn't one of these guys, these Harlem Globetrotters, be NBA players? They're so good. Jerry. I guess they could. I, I don't know. I've always wondered that too, and I've seen them many times live, and you can marvel at the way they shoot the ball from thirty feet. Yeah, and like Eddie's saying now, like they really don't play all that much defense. Like the Harlem Globetrotters couldn't go up against the Pistons in the nineties; they'd get clobbered. Right. But now, these guys could just shoot behind their heads, backwards, half court shots, swish. Yeah, it's a different type of basketball. I don't know. I we'll find out if that's legit and real. Oh, it's real, Jerry. Where do they play? They play at the Garden. I know that. There's no arena in Harlem. So what's where that would old, they play? Uh, what's that old uh, b- b- place with the stage? Uh, the uh, the place with the stage? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't. The, the Apollo? The Apollo. Let them play at the Apollo Theater. Let's put some baskets in there. I guess. I don't I don't know the size of the place. Oh, it's Can quite... you get 17,000 in there? <laughs> you you cannot get I think you get like 2,500 people. Then you can't play an NBA well, game there. Right, put them in the garden. Let's go. I think that's where it would have to be. Yeah. You'd have to share space with the Knicks or I rent would, space. With I Knicks. would buy season tickets for that. No, you wouldn't. I'd you love would. to go see Middle Ark. Over, Lemon. under on how many games Al would go to? One and a half. Harlem Globetrotters yeah. game? Under. Them. Yeah, I'd take the under two. Maybe <laughs> once you would go. Maybe once. Like a Saturday? Yeah. That would be it. Or if they played on the Bradley Beach in the summer. Oh, that's not I, that's not what we're talking if about. If I could move them down to Bradley Beach, Jerry, get a uh, get a team down there, Harlem Globetrotters. I mean a legit awesome. Globetrotter game at yeah. the Garden. I have no interest in going to seeing like the Globetrotters as they are now. Just like if you have little kids, it's still fun. I agree. Of confetti and stuff. As an adult, that would be a weird. Yeah, yeah, I have no interest in that. But imagine you walking around there but why, by yourself. Why didn't those guys become NBA I don't know. players? I don't know. Maybe they weren't they were, good enough. I'm sure maybe they, they were taken care of doing they what were they were good. doing. I don't right, know. They were happy just being Harlem Globetrotters. Maybe they enjoyed themselves. Yeah. Not sure. They spin the balls on their fingers, Jerry. No, but you watch the Alley-oop. speed of the NBA game, and then you watch the Globetrotters. It's like slow motion. Mm. Well, they're really entertaining you. They're not really playing right. a legit game. They're more entertainers. But they what have had, if you look, because I remember, I think we went like seven or eight years ago. We went the last time I went. 
And they had like legit college, like really good college players that were playing on their team. So I don't know. I, I the NBA to be at that level. I think I would think they're a notch below or two. Will Adam Silver take this seriously, Jerry? Will he? I don't know because I'm not sure I'm taking it seriously. I don't oh, know if it's, it's just a, a public relations ploy no, Jerry, to get people to come watch them. It's dead, deadly serious. All right. Well, you're telling me it's deadly serious. It must be serious. Harlem Globetrotters, Jerry. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying to you. I also want to say this to you, Jerry. I've been in my new condo for just over a year now, and it's already worth more than I paid for it. In fact, I'm probably having the Harlem Globetrotters over this weekend for a beach weekend. It's worth more in just a year's time. That's right. Stop paying rent and build equity with Carney Bank. They make the entire mortgage process easy. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages to learn more. Rates are still low and you don't need to put down 20%. Go with Carney Bank. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get your Boomer and Geo program at the top right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Her name is Amy Lawrence, and it's all about the sticky stuff in baseball. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, another minute or so. Mets lost, Yankees lost, Islanders tonight. Al. Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. Jerry, there's a chicken wing shortage. A what? Chicken wing shortage. Oh, yeah, I heard about this, yes. Uh, and they're one of the places, Wingstop, which actually just opened some a place near me not too far, they're now doing a chicken thighs. Well, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do Can't something. Can't get wings, then they're thigh stop. You got to do thigh. I've had the chicken thighs, not terrible, a little greasy. Are they making chickens without wings, and that's why you're eating the thighs? I no, mean, I, I guess... thought a chicken wing would be with well, the thigh. Well, now you can get the wing with the thigh, so when you make your order, you get double the order. Take care of your chickens. Take yeah. care of your chickens. They said what happened was during the pandemic, people loved getting chicken wings to go, you know, to supporting the local businesses. They ran out of chicken wings. I didn't order wings once during the pandemic. Me neither. Not one time. I didn't have a single a wing. Form? No, I don't want to do that. No. You're not worried about other people's chickens. You take care of your chickens. I like the coffee exactly. shop idea. I don't think chicken. No, I'm coffee good. Shop. Or a chicken farm. I did wonder nah. where all these chickens Listen to Boomer and Geo, morning 6 to chicken. 10. Moose and Maggie. You take care of your chickens. 2 p.m.